0: Welcome to the Citygate Church Podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose and make a difference. I have the great honour of talking about connections through friendship. I'm going to ask you too, just at the beginning, that you might need to take notes, you'll understand when I get to it, or you might just need your phone, because I'm going to make this quite interactive, okay? So, it's not Pastor Julian uh, preaching, it's me, so it's going to be a little bit different, so just wriggle in your seat a bit, this could be different, okay, are we ready? So, who out there thinks... Friendship is a complete minefield, isn't it? Let's start. Let's be honest in the room. It's a minefield. We all want friends. Don't we just want those friends? You know, we see the programs. We maybe see a group of friends when we're having our coffee on our own. And we see this group of friends laughing. And we think, oh, that's what I want. I want friends around me. I want those connections. Do you know it is the most healthy thing we can do? connecting and can also be the most unhealthy. I heard Pastor Mike Todd in a preach say, when God wants to bless you, how does he do it? He brings people in your life. Yeah? Yeah? Oh, come on, guys. You're the 9.30 lot. Did you not get your coffee this morning? Come on. So, He brings people in your lives. Yay! And when the devil wants to distract us or destroy us, what does the devil do? He brings people into our lives. So it is a complete minefield. We need to know and we need to discern, is these friendships that I've got around me going to benefit me? Are they going to push me into God or are they going to take away what God has for me? Rabbi Daniel Lapin says, no matter your age, situation, personality, no matter how difficult you find approaching people, making friends is within our power. We need to reach out and surround ourselves with those we may not know yet. So what do friendships do? They build us, they encourage us, they strengthen us. They actually, sometimes when we're being a bit naughty, those lovely friends who come alongside us and tell us, "Uh uh-uh, they're so great. This morning I woke up and I had two of my very close friends, because we can't be besties, this is just a little aside, you can't be besties with everyone, okay, you can't be besties with, so you have your besties, and then you have your ring, and then you have a big, a bigger ring, if you were at Citygate Leaders, Pastor Julian did a great, great uh, training on all the spheres of friendship, and I have a feeling he might well bring that into one of his new preaches coming up, so I won't go into that, but let's just acknowledge that we have groups of friends, so some of my very close friends they just like just just standing with you this morning just saying this and they said exactly exactly what i needed to to hear and that's that encouragement But also those friends when you just laugh and laugh and laugh and you just think, oh, my goodness, my jaw muscles hurt so much. This was the best evening. Oh, what about when you have a dinner party? We had a dinner party recently and brought some friends over for our dinner party. They arrived at 7.30 and like that, it was 11.30 and they were leaving because it was so much fun, And through that, we just chatted, we remembered, we encouraged one another, we cheered one another on for things that they would sort of say, you know, I might want to do this. We just, it was just amazing. So can we all acknowledge, friendships are the best. So why, what do we want from a friendship? Friendship. And up on this screen is going to come some things that I spoke to some people of staff, I think it was on Monday at staff, and there's a few other people who, who did it. And we're just going to have some words come up very quickly. This is what people want. Now, there'll be other things that you want, because we're all uniquely and fearfully made, remember, so we all have different expectations of friendship. This is where it can become quite unhealthy. So what do we want? Oh, we want people. I love this. We want friends who are on time. Can't you just tell? Those sorts of people. So do you know, if you're not on time, you're not being a very good friend. They want fun. Oh, yay, I love fun. Uh, They like to banter. Yay, I love a banter. Sense of humor. Shows up. That's interesting, isn't it? You just want a friend who shows up. Because sometimes our friends don't show up, do they? We want somebody who's kind. We want somebody who's truthful. We want somebody who's wise. We want somebody who's a good listener. Because sometimes we've got something. Only our friends who know, 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 know us, we can talk to. Other people go, you know, they sort of get that. But our friend goes, oh, I understand. How are we going to walk this through with you? How can I help you? How can I journey through this with you? Um, intentional with friendships and I, I love that word and we are actually doing and actually I think there's three small groups in the church who are doing Bible studies on friendship and one of them is mine and we actually did this at the small group and just wrote stuff on it and one of them that came out was intentional And the next week, because we're always having uh, little testimonies, uh, one of the girls in the small group, and I won't go into details at all, she was intentional and she pushed in. Because sometimes we just think, oh, I want friends. I don't know where they are, but I just want friends. And they'll just come. No! You have to be intentional with your friendships. And then brutally honest, ooh. <laughs> I like a bit of honesty. I'm not sure I really want the brutal honest, especially if I'm asking, do I look good in this or something? Does my hair look all right? And I go, no. <laughs> so there's all those different things. And as I said, we all have different personalities, so they all mean different things to us. So that's what we want. But you know what? Let's switch it around. That's what our friends want. They want us to be encouraging, they want us to be sensitive, they want us to be reliable, they want us to be brutally honest, they want to be a good listener because if you want this, you have to be it. If you want to be a friend, you want friends, you have to be a friend and to be a friend means sometimes a little bit of hard work and a little bit of being intentional. Friendships are complicated, we will all be hurt, and we will all hurt others, and I'm sure I wouldn't want anybody to put anybody's hands up, but I can sort of guess that most people's hands will go up if you've been hurt by a friend. And if we're brutally honest, remember brutally honest, we've all hurt somebody. Not sometimes of our own, our, our own problems, it's sometimes in friendships our friends have had higher expectations, or maybe we've just done something foolish. Or maybe we have actually hurt them. And we need to think about that. Loneliness is an epidemic, and that's why we need friendships. Um, If I'm right, uh, I think there has been a minister, I saw it read somewhere, a minister in government for loneliness. That's how much an epidemic it is. Do you know that when you're feeling lonely... It is as bad as smoking cigarettes. Can you believe that? Now, I've read it a couple of times, but I don't know how they've worked those out. Do you ever think that? How do they get that? I do. But let's go with it. So loneliness isn't good, okay? Loneliness isn't good. So for some of you, you might think, how would you think of loneliness? And I just got this. Sinking feeling that you aren't seen. You aren't known, and you're on your own to face whatever difficult thing life is throwing at you. I don't want anyone to be lonely. I don't want people to be lonely in this church. I don't want lonely people in my community. And we, as Christians, as part of this discipleship, is learning how to be a good friend. So what's our guideline? Well, I think our guideline is the Trinity, So, God, Father God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, because they all exist in a relationship. Because, sorry, I'm going to probably be disrespectful to some of you, and I apologize for that. But can you imagine Father God and Jesus having a little conversation? I'm really fed up with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ghost them. And Father God going, well, I've already taken him off Instagram. I'm just fed up. And have you heard that Bethel, all the songs about the Holy Spirit, nothing about me. I am so annoyed by this. I am Father God. And Jesus going, well, you know, I went to the cross. I went to the cross. I gave my life up. I think there should be more words said about me. Do you really think they have that type of relationship? Of course they don't. They live in harmony with one another. The Son exists to glorify the Father. The Father exists to glorify the Son. And the Holy Spirit exists to glorify the Son. They are all there to glorify one another, help each other, promote each other. And I'm just going to stop there for a little pause. Promote one another. How many times are we promoting our friends on those relationships? How many times do we put our hand up and go, that was their idea, it wasn't mine? How many times do we step forward? Or how many times do we open the door and go, you go first? Go on, you go first. You go first. That's what God, Father, Uh, Holy Spirit and Jesus do. They promote one another. So they cheer when Bethel's got a Holy Spirit song. They cheer because they're promoting one another. They're living in unity with one another. Relational is who we are because God is. So if you have any problem, that's what God is. He's relational. He's relational with his son and the Holy Spirit. That is where we should be. We are fearfully and wonderfully creative for connection. The church is on the light on the hill, and our light is our love for one another. And it says in John 13:3 to 5: By this all will know that you are my disciples. Remember, we're doing discipleship calls. By all this, you will know that you're my disciple. What is this? This is our love for one another. And our love for one another isn't just smiling at one another. It's having connections with one another. By this, all, who are all? The community, those who don't know Jesus. They will know by our love for one another. So how do we build real friendships. I was reading in a magazine about a friendship coach. I think it's amazing that we need friendship coaches now. But that sort of shows, one, how maybe we've got it wrong, and two, how much it's needed. And she said that all we need to keep saying is, friendships matter to me, and I can build them friendships matter to me? Do friendships matter to you? And do you really believe that you can build them? I'm going to ask you, just for two seconds, to go to the person on your left and the person on your right, and I'm going to ask you just to say, friendships matter to me. Really believe it. Friendships matter to me, and I can build them. Now, I need to stop you now because you're starting to make friends. (laughs) So, the first thing I want to say is about friendships and how to... Frequency. How much time do we spend face-to-face with our friends? And in Hebrews 10, verse 23, it says, This is not the time to pull away. And neglect meeting together, some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onwards as we anticipate that day dawning. 2 Timothy says, Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Do you know, in the Uni of Kansas in 2018, they did a little test and they recognized that you needed 50 hours of effort or intentionality to go from an acquaintance to a casual friend. Remember the spheres of friendship? Just a casual friend. 50 hours that you need to be face-to-face with that person and having some connection with that person. 50 hours. And then, if you want to go to a meaningful friend, 90 hours. As I said all along, To make friendship it takes effort and it takes intentionality so i want to ask you these questions and this is what you need your notes for here we go i want you what keeps you from meeting friends more frequently we got to yeah what is keeping you is it you're busy is it what is it that stops you seeing your friends can't you be bothered are you too tired I'm hoping that already the Holy Spirit is just really making you think about your friendships, thinking about the time you spend with them, thinking how you want to invest in them, thinking how much intentionality, and maybe also remembering how much you need those friendships. So I want you to rate your friendships on frequent... frequent oh, I can't say it. You know what I mean. And one to five. And I want you just to maybe do it. On your notes in your in your phone everyone's not gonna think you're on Facebook I've allowed you to bring your phones out and you can be doing but this is so important because sometimes I preach you walk away and you think oh yeah I'll do something but it's gonna be in your notes you're being intentional maybe you're a one and you're just like I need to be more seeing my friends more often for me and my friends I have a couple of friends that we're so we are busy I'm not saying we're not busy. But what we do is, the minute we meet up, we will put a date in our diary. And so as we're sitting together, chatting about when are we going to meet next time, and we both flick our diaries and we put a date in. So we don't. So it's sort of sometimes about a month in between meeting up. But we've already got it. Maybe you need to work out how to do that. The other thing I sometimes do is with some of my lovely friends, I have in the back of my diary when I have met them. So I know, oh, I look down and think, oh, my goodness, I haven't seen my, te- my friend Tessa for a month or so. I need to give her a ring. Because time just goes so I am intentional with my friends that I do get to see them and they are equally good with me do not think I am getting it all right I am not at all and so but just between us we keep each other on track that we still see each other so that's frequency authenticity love from the center of who you are don't fake it Romans 12 James 5.16. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. James 5.16. Are you real with your friends? Come on. Are you really, really real? There needs to be, let's chuck out the fakeness. Let's sometimes chuck out some of this small talk. Let's actually go deep I want to be a safe friend with my my friends. And I have friends which I know are really, really safe. They're the friends that you can really kick off with and maybe have a little bit of a rant. And actually, they still love you and they don't judge you. And they they just, and they understand. And they just realize that sometimes you just need to, You know what I mean, don't you? Because I can hear the word, Laughter. So I want to be a safe friend. I want those friends. I want to draw I want to draw my friends to God and I want them to draw me to God. I want to draw them me to others so that they can push me to others. And I want them to help me to become the person God created to be. And that's what I want. That's what I want from my friends. I want to help my friends be who they are. Very, very, very often we can be pushed into different situations by friends. who, And you sort of walk away and thinking, I don't know that whether that was me. That's an unhealthy friendship because you need to feel you in a friendship not manipulated not pushed into things that you don't want to do that is unhealthy but you want to be who god created you to be and sometimes with that you need boundaries and i spoke about boundaries as citygate leaders on wednesday and just how we need to put boundaries now boundaries are not barriers okay boundaries are healthy Barriers are unhealthy. Barriers are when we put them up and we don't want anybody in, okay? And that might be you. Some of you might be here thinking, I've put barriers around me. I don't want friends. I've been really, really hurt, so I'm putting that barrier up. I don't want them near me. Some of you need boundaries because you just let everybody in. You know, just come in. Oh, my goodness. When I was a very young small group leader, I had no boundaries. Consequently, our small group went on to 11.30 at night. And consequently, there was one very evening that I thought I had everybody out the door. My husband and I looked at each other and went... My goodness, what's the time here? We've got to get up in six hours. Come on. Let's go upstairs. To which I opened my second bedroom door, to which there were two people from the small group having their own little prayer meeting. And um, I looked at them, and they said, we're interceding for blah, 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 blah. I went, okay. And walked out. Because I had no boundaries. I had absolutely no boundaries. And, yes, you're all shocked, I can tell you. Uh, they left about 12 o'clock, and yes I learned I learned and that's why when I do small group training there is a lot of do not do this do not do that because I've done it all but you do need boundaries and you need boundaries in your friendships too who are you gonna see what time is it gonna be when can people ring you what's going on what family time is precious maybe you just no, I can't see you on a Saturday because that's my family time so frequency, and now authenticity. So here we go. What encourages you? Here's the questions. What encourages me to open to friends, myself up to friends, and what holds me back? What is holding you back opening up to friends? Because, you know, small talk does not make a friendship. Sorry. Uh, you need to be honest. You need to be open. That's what makes a friendship. What masks do I need to drop? I think sometimes as Christians, we can have very Sunday masks. Um, I know I've done it before. How's everything? Oh, fine, praise Jesus. How are you? Yes, fine, praise Jesus. Then I'm like, oh, life is not good at the moment. But I'm just like, yeah, I've got my, my Sunday face on. Everything's good. And sometimes you do need to do masks. You do need to do masks, but not with friends. Your friends should be able to see who you truly are. So I want to ask you to rate your friends. If we could have those questions up, that'd be fab on authenticity. What is it with my teeth at the moment? Um, So I want you to rate your friends one to five where you are. How good are you at dropping and being the true you with your friends, because do you know what, when you're the true you, that's what your friend wants. Um, I had to um, recently actually ask for help, and I found that really hard. I have to say, I find it quite hard, because I'm usually the help. Oh, how can I help? How can I help? That's my sort of words. And suddenly I was like, the, huh? can you help me? But a lot of my friends were like, of course we can. Oh, we just loved helping you, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I have just put a mask around me that I can do all things, which I can, but sometimes I do need help. um, And that's not that good friendship. So rate your friendships. Oh, I think we've got iron sharpening iron. That's the wrong one. Sorry, that's the wrong questions. Um, So rate your friendship on authenticity. So, number three. Iron sharpening iron. This is really discipleship, isn't it? And how we disciple one another. And it says in Romans, when we get together, I want to dis- encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. Oh, is that not a small group? Is that not when you have your friends? You want to be encouraged and you want to encourage your friends. How many times when I have coffee, am I sort of like, oh, so what podcast are you listening to? Oh, what book are you reading? Oh, do, 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 do. what happened? What Bible reading are you doing? Oh, what did God say to you? I mean, it depends on what sort of friendship you've got. But you just want to encourage your friends and you want to be encouraged yourself. Hebrews 3 says, For as long as it's still God's today, Keep each other on your toes so sin doesn't slow down your reflexes. Don't you just love the message? I love that. For as long as it's still God's today, keep each other on your toes so sin doesn't slow down your reflexes. What that means is calling each other out. Have you got friendships where you can be real friendships where you can actually tell people what's going on in your life or friendships where they call you out i've got some really good friends who will call me out if i am being a diva i've misunderstood something i'm just not being a good sally shall we say and they will call me out on it and say what are you doing why are you being like that i've also got friends who would tell me even if i wore the worst dress ever. Oh, you look lovely. I'm like, no, I don't. Or you need glasses. Do you know what I mean? So you need to have those friends who can really call you out and who can really help you. They encourage you. That iron sharpening iron. So I'm going to ask you to rate your friendships on iron sharpening iron. And if we could have those up, that'd be lovely. Where could you use support? Perhaps at this moment you need some support. Where could you use some support? Maybe some help to grow in your discipleship. I'm going to ask you, who will you ask? Ooh. Because sometimes people aren't gonna come up to you. Maybe you need to ask because that is gonna so encourage somebody when you go up to them and say, Do you know I need some help? I need some support. Can you can you help me? And who are you sharpening to become a better disciple of Jesus? Have we got the questions yet, please? That'd be lovely if we could get them. Yeah, that's brilliant. So just rate those. How and who are you sharpening to be a better disciple of Jesus? And number four, trust and honesty. Proverbs 11 13 says no one who gossips can be trusted with a secret but you can put confidence in someone who is trustworthy so so important isn't it part of me and my friendships is that i've got loyal friends who i trust and also i've always in this church loved that people's dirty linen is not held up for everybody to see. And I think that's so important that when you're told something that that person keeps. And that's a real part for me of friendship, that that person keeps hold of it. Speaking honesty is a sign of a true friendship, Proverbs 12, 24, verse 26. Instead, speak the truth in a spirit of love, Ephesians. So... Trust and honesty. I'm sure if I ask people to put their hands up, a lot of people have been wounded, and this is where the wounds start coming. Maybe there's some scars there of where you've trusted somebody with something so important, and they've just hmm, thrown it in the air, you feel that it's smashed on the floor and you had trusted that person how do I go back to trusting that person do you know what it's like a bike you have to get back on that bike and you have to trust again because there are a lot of people you can trust but all all of us in our life are gonna have somebody who actually doesn't keep our secrets but we need to not stay there we need to move forward but we too need to know that when somebody tells us something, it's very precious that what that person has told us. And we need to keep it as a precious stone that that person has done it. And we keep their trust. And we need to be honest too. And I think I've said already that small talk is a disaster to friendship. You know. <sighs> Just that small talk sometimes we have to small talk on a sunday you know hello how are you how did that appointment go great brilliant bye but that's not making a friendship neither is small talk on a text neither is showing somebody your pictures on instagram and facebook Mm -mm, that's not friendship friendship is the phone call if you can't get to that person it's the zoom call now and it's the one-to-one face to face, where you can be really honest and start building that friendship. Remember, 50 hours, 50 hours to go from an acquaintance to casual friendship. We need to be investing our time into our friends. So here's some questions for trust and honesty. Where do you need to have an honest chat with a friend? Maybe there's something you need to be chatting to. Maybe you need to say, do you know what, I'm so sorry. I have not rung you for about three months i'm so sorry i seem to sort of cancel every time i'm so sorry maybe there needs to be some apologies maybe there needs to be like a a, a conversation of do you know what i really want to be a better friend how can i be a better friend for you and see that friend and that honesty coming through i want to ask you have you ever benefited from an honest chat with somebody because your friends see those sides. You know, you know when you're driving, and I shouldn't probably say this, but you know when you're driving and suddenly you go, Oh my goodness, there was a car there. I didn't realise, because you've got a blind side. I do look in my mirrors, but there is a blind side. You look and think, oh, that's a blind side. We all have blind sides. It's our good friends who go, Do you know you're getting a bit narky about that situation? Like, no, I'm not. And they go, like, Yes I am. <laughs> And they're your friends who really help you. And I know that I've had honest chats with people, my friends, and they've had honest chats with me. How good is it? And how trustworthy are you? Ooh, how trustworthy are you? Do you think your friends are going to talk to you about things that go on in your life? Or do they think, no. If I tell you, that's going to be around the gym tomorrow. If I tell you, the whole small group are going to know. If I tell you this, you know... (sighs) You're going to probably write it on your Facebook page for everybody to know, and you're going to make it anonymous, but everyone's going to know it's me. How trustworthy are you? And how have I been hurt when someone didn't keep a confidence? Yeah, that's hurtful, isn't it? And who do I need to forgive? So I want you to rate your friendships on trust and honesty out of one to five so last one so we've done frequency we've done authenticity we've done iron sharpening iron we've done trust and honesty and now i want to just go into the last one which is care if one part of the body suffers all other parts suffer with it 1 corinthians 12:26. Laugh with your happy friends when they are happy. Share tears when they are down. Romans 12, verse 15. And if I could have that friendship screen up again with everybody's, what everybody wants from a friendship, thank you. This is how you can care. This is how can you can care for the people in your lives. That This is what they want. This is what we want. Maybe ask them. What do you want from me? How can I be a better friend? might be a really lovely conversation to have with people. Please don't text them that. And please don't, at this moment, be pinging off to your, supposedly, or your Instagram people. This is your friends. This is the people that you're really intimate with. These are the people that you want to be a better friend. There must be something inside you. I want to be a better friend. I want to build this friendship and this connection. So all of this is how we care because how cared for do you feel when you've been encouraged? You know, when, when I got my two texts this morning from my two close friends and they just said it, I was so encouraged. I thought, I've been seen, they know me, I have friends. But how generous, when we're generous, we care for somebody who's generous. Maybe it's buying them uh, a book that you've just read and you've mentioned it to them. Do you know what? I'm just going to buy them the book how caring is that how uh, caring it is to just show up (laughs) and maybe just make sure you're there on time as well that might mean the world to one of your friends but all of this is how you care for one another so the questions I want to ask you are who has cared supported you when you needed it maybe you need to say thank you to them Maybe you need to write them a note. Maybe you need to just say thank you for all the care and support you've put in my life. Then you need to think, how did they do it? Because sometimes, you remember, I've said about notes. I had a friend very early on in my Christian life who wrote notes. I would have never written a note. But it meant so much to me that I have become a note writer. I learned from that friend what it meant to suddenly get an envelope with a stamp on it. (gasps) What are they? And getting something through my letterbox instead of a bill. It was a little card to say thank you or a word of encouragement. So sometimes you need to think, how did they do it to me, and how, what can I learn from that? So I want you to rate your friendships on care one to five. And from there, we've done the five things to build more friendships. To so build your friendships. But I want to take a little moment now, as you just digest what I've said, as you think what I've said, as you continue maybe just texting or thinking about where was I? Was I two or was I three? But I want to just take a moment now, because I really believe the Holy Spirit wants a real moment now on friendships and connections. I really believe there's a lot of wounded people here there's a lot of wounded people with scars and some of your wounds have really got septic. And that, when that happens, you're like, I don't want any more friends. I don't care what you're saying up on that platform, but you don't know the hurt that I have got in my life. Would well, you know today is a day where I believe the Holy Spirit wants to come and he wants to set you free from that hurt. He wants to put you back on that road, on that journey of finding friendships, because do you know what, you're going to be a brilliant friend because of what you've gone through, but even more because of who you are. We are all built to be friends, but some of us just get scuppered. There's some of you here who feel I really mucked up. I've really mucked up. I said some things that I should never have said. I'm sitting in church and I'm feeling so wretched over things I've done and how I've treated some of my loveliest friends. I don't want to do it again. So what you've done is you put barriers up and you're thinking, even though with everything I've said, you're thinking, no, it's not for me. I don't need friends. I've got me. That's me. Me's enough. Me's enough. Me and maybe a couple of my friends family and that's it. I don't want friends. They I don't trust them. They've they've taken my secrets and they've thrown them. They've told my tales to people. They've stabbed me in the back at work. They've done all these things. And I believe right now the Holy Spirit wants to minister to some of you and you are going to step into a new Holy Spirit realm of forgiveness you're gonna step into a new realm of freedom. And I'm gonna ask you to do one thing, that's all, because I really believe that sometimes you can just sort of sit there in your seat and think, okay, it's me, God, but sometimes you have to do something. And when you do something, and it's a hard thing to do, you then remember, and then you remember this day. This was the day when I said, do you know what? I want friendships, and I'm gonna build friendships. So I'm gonna ask, if that's you, I'm just gonna ask you to stand to your feet and you're saying, yep, yeah, do you know what? I wanna be a better friend. Yep, yeah, I've been hurt by friends. I'm gonna just just stand up, just stand up where you are. It doesn't matter about the person on your left or your right. You just stand up and say, I'm not having it anymore. I'm not going to be hurt anymore. Because do you know what? It's stopping you being who you are in Christ. Because you are amazing. And there are people who need the words that you've got in your mouth. They've got the words that you've got Jesus living in you. And you're stopping it. Those barriers are there. And I specifically want to speak to those who've got wounds. God wants to heal your wounds those wounds that you don't trust anymore, those wounds of betrayal. He wants to come in right now and he wants to heal you. So stand to your feet right now. If that's you, don't let this day go past. Don't, st- don't think, oh, well, never mind. I'll just sit here. Stand to your feet. Stand in the presence of the living God and say, do you know what? Enough is enough. I want to be free. I do not want to carry this around anymore. I want to be a good friend. And also for those of you who think, oh, every time I get into friendships, I then go and mess it up. I say something, I do something. If that's you, nobody's going to know because everyone's standing up all the time. Maybe you need to forgive yourself. For those who need to forgive yourselves about friendships, you stand to your feet right now because God wants to set you free. He wants to set you free this morning. And he wants to heal you from those wounds, from those scars. So right now, with every head bowed, I'm just going to pray. Father God, I thank you that you give us the best example of being a friend and that unity and that encouragement and that empowering one another as you, Father God, Holy Spirit and Jesus, work together. Father, we acknowledge that we're living in a fallen world. And life happens. And right now, with the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray in Jesus' name for all of those who are standing, those who have been wounded. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, you come like you do so miraculously. Give them words. Heal that spirit. Heal that heart. And I pray right now too for those who are feeling I can never be a good friend. I say the wrong things. Father God, love on them. Love on them. Let them know they can be the friend that they're called to be. They can be that friend and be all that they can be to others. So I pray in Jesus' name right now for friendships, for these people, for new situations, for a new season. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being so brave. And before I go, before I get off this platform, I have to do one thing, don't I? I have to say, do you know the best friend you can have is Jesus. And I just want to ask here now, you've heard me and you've heard hopefully how much I love Jesus, how much he means to me, how my life would be so different if I didn't know Jesus. And he's there, he's there in the good times, he celebrates with me and goes, yeah, go for it, Sally, woo, woo. And then he wraps his arms around me when I'm lying on the floor crying because I've been in a situation that has completely broken me. He's there. He is everything that you want from a friend. So I have to ask right now, is there anybody who'd like to make Jesus their Lord and Saviour? And I'm going to say, and friend. Because you'll never have a friend like Jesus. And all I'm going to ask right now is if you want to know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, you just need to lift your hand. Just start. You can just start lifting your hand right now. And once we've seen your hand, you can put it down very, very quickly. But I just want to ask and give that opportunity. This is such a day. This is such a day to say yes to Jesus. You will never be alone. Remember what loneliness is about? You'll never alone alone with Jesus he is always there and he never forsakes you so just lift your hand and say yes to Jesus just if if you want to and with every head bowed so nobody can see just lift your hand just say yes yes I want I want to be Jesus's friend thank you Lord Thank you, Jesus. And we've got the prayer on the media board this time. So we're gonna say it all together. And we're just gonna remember in our hearts too, when we made that decision to say yes to Jesus. And you might think we just do this every week. Well, I think it's good to remember. It's so good to remember what Jesus is in our lives. So ready, let's all say together. Father God, it is written in your word, if I confess Jesus is my Lord and believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead, I shall be saved. I confess Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead. I ask you to forgive me my sins. I thank you that you love me and my sins are forgiven. I thank you that you have a destiny and a purpose for me. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Thank you, everybody.